Yeah. I put a pen to the paper. You was on my mind, been in every layer. My brain, it mentions your greatness. I'm anxious, need patience for ages. Only in my dreams I confront you. Jumping through What's happening? It's another episode of Two Tones. Yep. It's Tony Timberlake 3. You can catch me on Instagram, Twitter, all those streets. My co-host is here. What's happening, G? What's good? Listen, it's your boy Tony Lee again. Back at it. Um, T O N Y L E underscore. I'm here again. And um, the faceless wonder. The faceless wonder. Listen, we still we still waiting on that bet. To see if I'm gonna reveal my face or not. But the faceless wonder. Other. That's all. Neither here nor there. Um, but today we have someone special. We're interviewing today. A very special. Uh, I will call it third host, but we're interviewing about his album, and he's going to chime in with a couple of topics we talk about. We have Armand wake up with us today. Armand, what's up, man? What up, what up, what up, what up? Two tones, what's going down? It's already, man. It's already meant to happen. Let's get it cracking. It's already, it, it was a lie to happen, man. Man, I'm, I'm glad I'm finally on this joint, man. Like, yeah, I'm, now I'm I know glad how to have you, man. Now I know how it feels like when other people listen to clock radio speakers and they be like yelling at their phone or whatever. Yeah. I'll be listening to y'all and being like, yo! <laughs> like it's mad. I don't know why we listen to podcasts, yo. Like, listening to podcasts are mad stressful, G. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm not even going front. I be dying when I listen to clock radio speakers. Like, when y'all was going off on Wyclef, yeah, that I episode was, was me. at work. I was just the yo, Lauren. Man. It was the Lauren episode that got me. But listen, listen, that's neither here nor there. Dog, y'all slander prize to no end. <laughs> yo, man. He deserved it. They deserved it. Wyclef and Prize deserved all every stitch. And we should have did a wrap-up. We should have did like a Talking Dead. We should have uh, did an after show. A Talking Dead? You know what I'm saying? Bro. Yeah, like, like, after, like after they do the beat, like after they do the BET Awards, how they do like yeah. the, uh, the after party, party jump, like yeah. Tigger. <laughs> yeah, we should have did that and did an extra hour of Slander and Wyclef and Prize, man. Yeah, man, they Get definitely. That would have been worth it. Yeah, they deserve it. Prize. <laughs> Prize. <laughs> Prize for the most part, Rockcliffe, I, uh, but definitely not Lauren. She's like out of the question. But um, but nah, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't, nah, we didn't, we didn't do, we didn't do Lauren bad. No, y'all didn't, y'all didn't. Nah, y'all ain't do her bad, but you know. Come on, y'all ain't do a reverence so it much just, reverence. We just don't, we just didn't love Miseducation like everybody else. I know. Also. That's the, that's my issue. I'm like, what? But to each his own. <laughs> to each his own. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll let y'all live. But. We know there's a certain Lauren album that everybody sleep on, but that's another episode. Oh yeah, we definitely gonna review that one. Um, Unplug 2.0. But um, but yeah. Um, before we get to this interview to talk about Armand with this new album, Epiphany of Marcus Graham, um, we're gonna yes, talk about a couple of topics. I usually don't do tone it down on interview episodes, like I just do the interview. But today, so much stuff. Has but been... this week is chock full of them, dog. There's too many. There's just so much going out, and I don't do it during interviews. So y'all can just chime in. Whatever y'all think needs to tone it down. I'm gonna start it off. Um, for one, uh, Chris Christie made some crazy comments about Barack Obama and the Black Lives Matter movement being um, insin- insignificant and a waste of time. So I called them a jackass on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna edit that. If we don't edit it. <laughs> <laughs> and if we don't edit it, then God bless you. You understand what I'm saying? So, that's one. Tony, you got one you want to throw out there? Bruh, there's too many to name, but we can start with Meek Mill. Oh, um, your boy Wale? Good God. Wale did an interview with Breakfast Club, and basically they asked him about his opinion on Meek Mill versus Drake. He said Meek brought a pencil to a gunfight. So, uh, Meek got in his feelings and got... He didn't Twitter finger this time, though. He went to Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, Graham hands, I guess, right? Yeah, but see, the thing is, Meek is already dead, and he constantly digs this hole for himself, and he constantly, 
Like, he has a number one single already, like I said, so he's not completely out of here, but, like, come on, bro. Like, you're, you're looking bad. Like, stop it, right? So, that was another, and it was something else I wanted to talk about, but it's so many tone, tone it downs people deserve this week. We just had to throw them out there. I don't usually do it, but listen, it was a plethora of those. So, um, Armand, you want to give somebody one, or you good? Like, you want to tone something down, or? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that y'all do a certain, I don't know if, if y'all going to tone, tone down but I oh, thought y'all was going to Oh, listen, listen. Rapzilla, too. All right, listen. Gonna have that, are we going to have... Well, are y'all going to have that conversation? I'm just going to chime in with laughter and... and, and listen. Or what, what are we doing? Listen. Rapzilla. Um, did a top 20 CHH list, for those you don't know, that's Christian hip-hop. Um, and it was like a past and future. So, in present. It wasn't no, you know, just the past five years. It was from beginning to present. And um, the list yep. looked kind of shaky. Kind of shaky, baby, in my opinion. But it was a different list. I respected Steve's list more than anybody else's steve Patton, uh but the list look kind what of what was his list because i didn't i didn't see the individual list what was his list he had i think true first i think bro second crazy third i can pull up the list real quick but um it was it was not like the list they showed us i don't know whose list that was it should have been burnt up and reordered in my opinion but and not knocking them <laughs> i don't knock the ogs i don't knock how his list was made because each his own it's all opinionated but that list was very I'm like, what? And I, I didn't even care that much to even like comment on it, but it was like, really? You know what I'm saying? So that wraps up a 20 list of all time, I guess, till now. Uh, it was kind of shaky for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who wrote it, Philip, Chad. One of y'all got the same birthday as me, so it was all love. But <laughs> tone it down. Listen, <laughs> listen I, that list was like shaky. Tone it down. Nobody knows. I don't know who some of the guys y'all was naming. I'm not disrespecting the past or the OGs. There's a time and place for that, but... And I'm sure they did their reverence, and they had a certain significant part to play in what we call CHH now, right? But still, like, mm-hmm. dude, that list was kind of sick. And a lot of people that I felt should have been up there wasn't up there. A lot of people that was up there I felt should not have been up there. Um, and I felt like Bizzle should have been in that list. Yeah. I, Who? I, Bizzle. Bizzle. Why? Go ahead, Tom. Um, I think he's brought a lot of eyes to the genre Okay. in the last five years. Um I've I've yet to hear a whack verse from this dude, yeah. and he's put out way too many songs. I can co-sign way that. Way too many. <laughs> yeah, he's very dope. I can co-sign that. The first part. I th- I think um, you you kind of gotta. It, it it was really weird and really interesting, like to mm-hmm. see everything that was going on because a lot of those guys, like I didn't I didn't know the majority of them. I had mm-hmm. heard mm-hmm. the names, but. Mm-hmm. On one hand, this is like Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, Busy yes. B, Grandmaster Cass. These, yeah. these are their guys. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got, but so on one hand, I get why because, you know, if it, they, they say, like, well, if it wasn't for Rakim, there'd be no Nas, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was no Nas, there'd be no Cole, there'd be no Wale, there'd be no, you know what I'm saying, Kendrick, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily mind the list. Um, cause I, I, I got it. And I think Christian hip hop's problem is a few things. Number one, Christian hip hop is all Christianity and no hip hop. So you got mm. people who were just jumping into the genre. Like their first album might've been rebel, not mm-hmm. understanding that there's 20 years of history that you missed in Christian hip hop. And there's 40 years of history that you missed with the overall genre hip-hop. of hip hop. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you want you want the rappers that you've heard between 2008 
in 2015 to be all to in the like <laughs> 20 30 years worth of stuff that's just not gonna happen like right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like certain artists are cool but i think you know they was talking about people like givens and jackie who will be on the list later on because yeah. they're on their mm-hmm. way but are they you know do they have they put in the work for to make an all-time list maybe not yet but are they on their way absolutely yeah yeah i, yeah. I think like all right, I got a okay. question. Just because you said because you said those two, and specifically Jay, um, if we were to do a top twenty hip hop list, is there anybody in the current landscape now? And this is general hip hop, like everybody. Would a Kendrick or a Drake or J Cole make a top twenty list of all time right now? Yeah. Damn, we just talked about this on Clock Radio wow. speakers, like uh, all time. Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Um, the three of them will be on the will be on list though. Mm-hmm. The three minutes will be in another five or ten years. Cole, Drake, and Kendrick. Yeah. Okay. They'll be, on, they'll be on the list in the next you know five ten years. Right. Right. They're on their way, but like right now, nah, not yet. Because then the question is like, who do you bump? You know what I'm saying? Do you put mm-hmm. somebody like a Buster Rhymes who has this longevity? has a great discography, but, you know, the last five years has been a little shaky. So do you remove yeah. the, his five years? Do you, do you negate his previous 20 and 30 years for his last mm-hmm. five years being washed to put in somebody else who's only put in five or six years worth of work? I don't think so. Yeah, because the last five years were shaky. He had Look At Me Now verse and fell off the stage. So. Like, that's and, not... And so, so that's why... <laughs> and so, and so that's why I don't want to... And that's why I don't want to put any of the new cats in the in the, in the the Christian hip-hop yet because it's like... We're, we're talking longevity, discography, right, right. Um, influence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, are any of the cats that y'all name... Like, can we name five current... And I say current within the last 10 or 15 years. Five current... Christian hip hop MCs who were influential, not dope, influential. Five in the um, overall landscape or in CHH. You could, we could just negate. I mean, I mean, people will say that you know secular hip hop, quote unquote. They you know take from CHH or whatever. We I heard that. I don't know why. Singer. We yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, we see. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard. I definitely <laughs> have heard stories about you know a lot of you know well named artists. They go to Rapzilla and they'll look for stuff. I've heard that story from a few, and cats, get ideas. A few legitimate cats. Yeah. Um, or even just enjoy the music, but then don't don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? And they might mm-hmm. snatch an idea too. Who knows? But yeah, well, let's just let's just keep it to the genre of CHH. Who has put out an album? Who's put out an album? Who has come on the scene and come up with a style, mm-hmm. uh, 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 an image, or something to make everybody go? To, to make everybody maybe listen different, maybe make people change their style, um, challenge people in their thinking as, as far as Jesus or the church or whatever. Like, can we name five in the last 10 years? Is that possible? The last 10 years. So that would be 2005. Um, so I know truth. Yeah, we can just start with the two. We can just start with the 2000s. We can be liberal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came like in a <laughs> yeah. 2006, 2007, like to be honest. But since, right. if we, even if we start since we listened, the name five would be kind of difficult. Since if we start since we listened, um, I know true for one, and that's like not yeah. just for me, but a lot of people will say that's why I respect the Steve's me list too. because that's he the had first true. Guy I heard in CHH. Like, yeah, plenty of people tell you me that's too. like my introduction. That 
that's what made me think, all right, this is actually dope. Not no other stuff I heard, but truth. Like, yo, this is crazy. So I know for him, you can say Cray. You can say, uh, kiss, well, Brad was before 2005. I mean, you know, I mean, if it's if it's a little liberal, you know what I'm saying? Braille started in, what, 98 or something like that? Yeah, that's what I'm... Okay, yeah, so, so you can add Braille. Um, Stall him out, Debo. You know, <laughs> let, 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 it, let the random uh, CHH fan tell it. They was mad at the whole Reach wasn't on the list. Where's uh, Reach Records? I'm like, what? Like, they, they were baffled that Reach, more Reach members weren't on the list, but you know how that goes. I mean, What, there was like, three on the list, right? It was well, two. One former and then two current. Oh, okay, yeah. Show and uh, show other was two. on the list. Show yeah, with Andy show, and yeah, show was on the list. Show was show like be... 17, though. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Because yeah. after, yeah. honestly, after Lions and Liars, Christian hip hop changed after yeah. Lions and Liars. Mm. But listen, Eastside Burgundy, my dude. Eastside was like 17 on the list. And I get the longevity part because Eastside is fairly fresh, like an album or two. So I get that. But it was a couple of cats. I. My heart wants to say, all right, they should be two or three, but I can't disregard live performance. I can't disregard longevity. It's a lot of factors that play into that and that play into those lists, right? And I think, did they ever outline the criteria? No. I think they did on the first page. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah. I, I think all, they them, did. all them theological casts, man, they, they, you know they're going to have rules and they're going to have a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of lists of stuff that they based it off of. You a lot of points. Know. On them five heads, points, man. You already know. Yeah, you pipe five heads. points exactly. <laughs> they have five points. <laughs> All them piper heads. They have at least five points in there. Um, at least. But yeah, man. Hey, yeah, wait. man. But that list was something. It oh, had. No. Uh, I got. I got one lit. Huh? I got one name that y'all ain't said, and I've heard nobody say this, and I think he is extremely influential, and in his project changed the entire landscape of of Christian hip hop. I think he has some help with with it, but it started an entire movement, and I say Dre Murray. Oh yeah, definitely. Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise is, is what a yeah. It it's one of the few classic, in my opinion, in the past five ten years, Christian rap albums there is, and I don't I don't even kind of necessarily consider that, but it's in that genre, obviously. But it's one of the few like I can like look back to this like yo, I'll play it to this day repeatedly. That three truth the faith stuff like that, like yeah. that album mm-hmm. is so monumental. Like Hell's Paradise is just it, it yeah it. It's amazing, like yeah. him and Whit, man. Yeah, that that was an insane CD. So I get, yeah, yeah. Dre would be one of them. Dre's on there. Yeah, Dre everybody, definitely. Was, everybody was doing definitely. turn. Everybody was doing turn up, and here they go with these dark, moody samples. Yeah. And Dre's talking about suicide, mm. and you know, and getting hot, hit, hit in the head with the pan, and yeah, getting Lil shot, the knee, and, and infidelity, and all this <laughs> other stuff, and you know, a lot of cats. Man, it was so that. real. So yeah, that's true. And I think it became. It definitely came a point where in Christian hip hop, when that transparency thing kind of shifted, it was more so it wasn't preachy preachy, which is still you know what I mean, like God, God. It wasn't preaching down; it was preaching too. Like it was like rather than vertical, you know, horizontal. You know, yeah. it, was, it was talking to you. That transparent yeah. age, and I think where we are now, you know, what's your music? It's always been that way, so I wouldn't even like kind of. But it's like a lot of people are starting like, oh, it's different now. I can relate to it. They're talking about real issues, whereas before. It was always read this theology points points, no, but it was never. I, we in the church. I, I got a question. We turning up. <laughs> yeah, it's all that stuff. <laughs> but yeah. I do have I do have a question because of that. Do you mm-hmm. think that the shift from theological rap to um, more introspective, um, personal raps? Do you think that um, 
the truth in Ambassador's Falls had anything to do with that? Or do you think mm, that's just that's a, a misnomer? Because it kind of was on that scene, like mm-hmm, right after mm-hmm. that, Lecrae went from rebel to rehab. Wow. That was a great observation. Yeah, well, I never thought of that. You know, I mean, Cass would tell you that Lecrae loved Hell's Paradise. Like, mm-hmm. loved it. Like, loved it. No, let me say that again. So, loved it. So, yeah. You know what I'm maybe saying? Maybe the desire was always there. Maybe Truth and Ambassador kind of opened that gate, but the yeah. desire, I'm sure, was always was always there, but no one just really did it. It was like, y'all going to just talk about, the not the Bible, but theology all day and not give me, like, literal life lessons. So, and I think a whole nother, then that's when the whole, I'm not a rapper, I'm a, that's when that whole wave came and now everybody's, which I could care less about, honestly. I'm not even, I don't even want to, y'all can discuss about that, but, you know, to me, the music speaks, obviously. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that was definitely a hearty, uh, we definitely got into that, man. That was, yeah. But I'm on. Finally, is this somebody on the list that you didn't see that you wish was up there on the uh, top 20? You said, is there somebody who was on there who, who shouldn't have been on there? Or was there somebody who wasn't on there that should have been? Somebody both. else who wasn't that should have been. Yeah. Just give me both, like your opinion. Man, I didn't study that list, though. <laughs> me either, bro. That's uh, what, that, <laughs> I just saw. I just, that's what I'm I went saying. Con- like, I was, I, when it came out, I was at the Kendrick concert. So I came home oh, man. and like I, I was kind of I was in the comment section laughing at my man Josh. Shout out to Josh, the sphere of hip hop. He had me crying because he was trolling in the comment section or whatever. Um, you got yeah yeah. I, the comment listen, section. I just want to say this on behalf of my man Tony Lee. If you are a uh, one gotta go. If you are a strong, beautiful NHG, and you are arguing <laughs> in the Rapzilla comments, I need you to repent. I need you to turn away Man. and repent. Like that's like nah, I realize talk. that that's real... that's the I that's the equivalent of people arguing in a celebs comments on, on IG pages. If you yes. argue in a those Rapzilla that Rapzilla comment section is like, dude, like it's borderline with YouTube comment sections. Like it's I, like I yeah, I did like a one gotta go, and it was like Rapzilla comment sections, Reach, Reach Record fans, Seiko Woods, or G Craig Lewis, and that's hard. <laughs> like. <laughs> I did, that's a hard one. Seiko's my nigga, but listen, he, him, we know what G. Craig done to us and scarred us for life. We know what Rapzilla comment section does, honestly, and Reach Record fans are just. But Reach Record uh, fans are on Rapzilla's comments fa- page, so I feel like if you oh, get rid of Reach Record oh. fans, you'll get rid of both of them. Nothing. And Seiko be up there looking for arguments, so you might be right. Yeah, he, yeah, he be, uh, he be Roman seeking whom he may devour, like he. <laughs> Sango will be up there and G. Craig just he make DVDs. He don't use social media. He, yo, he dropped DVDs. G. Craig DVDs gonna put on hands and feet on you D- and I can't yo. wait. We got hands yo. and feet for him. I we got hands and feet for him. I ain't jumping in a nothing. I'm world star in that whole joint. Yes. We got hands and feet for him. I can't but wait G. Craig got the longest running CHH mixtape series, man. <laughs> like, you yo, really be getting for, on that dude like how T.I. did Lil Flip. Like, you gonna, you put out a whole mixtape by G. Craig. You got other Yo, pastors. You got skits with other pastors, like <laughs> no. G Craig ain't. You got little kids. G Craig ain't really an accredited apostle. I was in seminary school with him. Yeah, Jake skits and stuff, man. You crazy? You got little kids stomping on CDs and crip walking on CDs. I'm like, come on, Craig, really? Oh, like, man. And, but but yeah, um, but yeah. To answer your question, I, I have no idea. Somebody who shouldn't have been on the list, list who was, I I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested. Me. I'm really interested in Andy being number ten. Mm-hmm. That stood mm-hmm. out to me the most. Why, like, why 10? what? What did he? Yeah, why ten? I guess that's the question. Like, why ten? Right in the middle. Like, like why, why that high? Why is he? Why is he more influential than the show Baraka? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, I think they for their for his pick, I think they probably solely went off impact rather than influence because I don't really see much of an influence he given a culture, but definitely he impacted like you know with the sway with the you know reaching a secular you know cross, but that doesn't play a part in top twenty in my opinion. Like if you're talking about influence and and I don't know like that, I think that was a kind of a uh, you know a cop out like oh let me give it. Andy has to go up there you know because I mean you know I, I don't I don't get it either. But listen, those are not our list. Um, those are it's opinionated. It's all subjective. Um, the only list I, I kind of rock with. I would also say why why is Jafia so low? Yes, yeah. yes. Jafia yeah. has mad sons, and I meant to tweet that. Jafia has <laughs> mad <laughs> sons. He got a lot of C's out here, man. And 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 Kiss the ring. Jafia had many sons. And, and cats and really be playing Jafia on the low, or not on the low, like high key, be playing Jafia. Yeah. But he, I don't, not, I don't, like, I don't like, I don't like that work, at all, bro. G. Yeah, I know that's your dude. I had a record together, you know, on your yeah, um, Carlos. Yeah, that's, that's my guy, man. He's yeah. one of the first people who. Uh, that was a great record. Dope. Yeah, he, yeah, he that, that record that. was crazy. He, uh, he, he reached out, like he reached out to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. He's one. He's one of the first cats who really, really, really show love. So I, I, I always go to bat for Jafia, man. That's, that's, that's my guy. That's what's up. That's dope. All right. So, all right. That was a good, you know, section of talking about that and the here and the theirs. Um, now we're going to get to the interview process. My man Armand, wake up. Got a couple of questions. A couple of questions about the album. Oh, God. Which we're definitely impacted by. Nah, we're going to keep it PG-13. Yo, ain't going to be? I got, I got press lined up like every day this week. And I got a couple of jump. I think I got Rapzilla this weekend. And I got Wado the week after that. And like, nice. I'm scared. Nice. I'm I'm not name dropping and be like, yeah, I got all this stuff. But like, I'm I'm saying that to say like, number one, I'm looking forward to this interview the most, and number two, I'm terrified because I don't know what kind of questions <laughs> I got behind. <laughs> like, I'm keeping it a buck. Yeah, you my man, so it's gonna be PG. Nah, yo, I, yeah, I you good. To... You got the green light, man. Do, do what you do. Like, we, we good. All right, all right, so um, I'm, <laughs> but I'm gonna start this off. Um, for those who may not know. Who is Armand Wake Up, and what is it that you do? Oh, man. Oh, I'm a... Uh, God. That's such a deep question because, you know, who you... Go what ahead, you man, do just... doesn't necessarily make you who you are. That's my Facebook deep wisdom. Right. Um, yeah, that, that definitely is. <laughs> I was in my mom like... You just remind right. me we got to we gotta, we gotta bring up Be More. I just, that just reminded me of that. Um, oh, yes, man. Definitely. Yes. But um, Coming soon. Yeah, Go so ahead. I'm a... You know, I'm a I'm an MC, I'm a I'm a poet, I'm a minister, I'm a, a, a podcast host, I'm a curator of content and expression, I'm a dad, uh, 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 a hamburger connoisseur, like I'm a little bit of a mm-hmm. little bit of everything, man. I, I I've I've done a lot, I've seen a lot, and uh, you know, hopefully that bleeds out into everything that I do. A lot of people, you know. Seem to feel that way, so Don't. I guess I guess that's I guess that's a that's a, a good enough explanation or whatever. I do I do a lot. I talk I, I, I talk tough and I do tough things. You know what I'm saying? I see. Uh, <laughs> brawly, little brawly. All right. Well, um, how long have you been rapping? Right? Because you are an MC, and how long have you been rapping? And when I say that, I don't mean you know people. I've been rapping since five at the dinner table. No, like literally, when you started your career, how long have you been? 
How long do you, did you take this seriously? How long has it been? Oh, okay. Take it seriously. Okay. Um, I yeah, took it seriously, seriously yeah. after um, a friend of mine committed suicide in high school who used to always try to get me to rap. Mm. So I was, uh, I think mm-hmm. I was about 16. And, you know, we would just kind of rap and do it for fun. And he was like, you're actually pretty good. And uh, that sort of turned into, you know, after graduating high school, you know, doing mixtapes. And, you know, I used to... I used to get mixtape. This is back when everybody didn't have the internet or whatever. So we used to. I used to get right. all the. D, I used to get all the DJs mixtapes. I get like a K-Slay mixtape, a Clue mixtape, a Who Kid mixtape, a Cool Kid mixtape, a Cutmaster mixtape. I put them all mm-hmm. on my computer, and I would. I'd take the same song, I'd chop the DJ out, and make it to where it was like no DJ on the song. So I would get wow. all these exclusive records, but then I would put my freestyles in between them or whatever. And I was in a group, so I would do that. <laughs> and we had this right. So and I used to cool. um, this is I used to live in I, I lived in Colorado I lived in Colorado at the time, so they had like this little mm-hmm. mixtape shop and uh, you know we kind of we cut this deal with the dude the dude who worked there because the the owner of the shop he would get clue tapes they would actually send it from New York but this is two thousand and two two thousand three so we get them on the internet mm-hmm. sell him a master copy he'd have the clue tapes but he would really just sell our joints because our joints was better. And so that felt so that time, that's probably from the time I was 18 uh, up until now. I got I got saved when I was 21. I put the mic down for mm-hmm. about a year because I didn't think God wanted me to rap rap because I thought the way that I rapped. It wasn't the way that I heard CHH or music for Jesus, I guess I'll say, because right. a lot of people don't consider yeah. me Christian hip hop or whatever. But I, I didn't feel mm-hmm. like my gift could really like glorify the Lord. So I, I, I ended up picking it back up. Um, 2009 so probably since 2009 is when I took it seriously for the Lord but the age of 16, 17 is when I took it serious just period dope man that's really dope Um, so you said now you've been rapping for maybe 10 years 10 plus years Um, so how many You a lot of people don't know you've released a lot of music Right, yeah. like you've released a lot of music. How many projects in total do you have? Oh man, somebody, if you can remember the count. Somebody yeah. did the shout. Sh- I did another podcast um, yesterday, and we counted. I think eleven since two thousand and nine. Mm. Yeah, Marcus Graham wow. make. A, I think Marcus Graham. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I think Marcus Graham makes thirteen because I keep forgetting about Snooze Button Three and Praise Break. So yeah, yeah. and that was like fresh. That was like what last year. Yeah, that was last year. That was Praise last break? year. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. that was last uh, May. Yeah, you dropped like yearly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, at, least one, at least one or two a year. So, yeah, so this, uh, yeah, Marcus dope, Graham man. is 13. Marcus Graham is 13. Mm-hmm. Well, this is another thing I got a question for you. There's an underlying theme in your music, right? Um, Jesus? You tend to talk about your dealings and relationships with women quite a lot, right? Um, <laughs> Do I? <laughs> it, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Armand, you rapping a girl again, bro, 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 bro. So, I mean, <laughs> oh man, Chill. is there one woman? Song, no. <laughs> Out of all the songs, it's, listen, that one. Anyway, listen, ask the question, man. What's up? Nah, but yeah, like, there's like underlying themes sometimes. You talk about relationships, not necessarily women, but your dealings with them and relationships in general, right? Is mm-hmm. there one woman you tend to pull from, or is there a plethora of women you choose your? Get your experiences from. So basically, you <laughs> ask me if I, yeah, basically asking Yo, me if I'm like a threw, man whore, right? He threw right? a bad alley He threw you yeah. a bad alley He said, "Are you really Marcus Grant?" <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, so again, somebody asked me that yesterday. No. 
Um, nah, but seriously, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, how do you draw from those in, in what way? Yeah. Any yeah, I mean, Just go ahead. Go ahead. I'm go ahead. uh not like so in the in the instance of the epiphany of marcus graham this wasn't i think i'm known for like get it off my chest music where yeah, you know yeah. however i feel in the moment is what you get on a song and you know dylan like the lord really got on me about that and he's like you know that's like that's kind of dangerous you know some some of those rhymes mm-hmm. should have been prayers like for real for real um, so mm-hmm. with Marcus Graham, like this was more of this was a burden that I felt like men um, weren't being spoken for, and we weren't being represented in a in a natural light. Just your everyday guy, you know what I'm saying? Just your everyday dude who got a job, he go to school, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He trying to do you know trying to do his thing. Like I wanted to speak for that sort of lane of 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 of, of man. Now. It really depends on like the situation and the issue. I pull from my own experiences. I pull from my friends' experiences. I pull from stuff I see online. I pull from stories. I pull from everything. You know, I pull from situations because I'm a very I like thinking stuff through. So you know, right. here's a situation and here's five possible ways that this could go, and I, I I'll pull from like a hypothetical standpoint as well. So it's 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 all over the place. It's all over the place. I, I'm I'm not scared to go anywhere. Dope, dope. I respect that, man. Um, you're also okay. a father. You're also a father too. So I want to ask this real quick. How does that shape the way you create your music? I um well, when I was a kid and when I was rapping, like as a teenager, you know, I was talking crazy on them records, man. Like, huh. and my parents could never listen to it because you know i was i was saying things that i wouldn't say to them um i was cussing and talking Mm. all this crazy stuff so you know now i i i create from a standpoint like a time machine where you know my kids love my music you know my daughter knows kyro's front to back like she can rap marathon like nothing um and so i i want something that she can that you know when they get older that I can play for them and say remember this and we can rap to it together and it can really speak to them and for them even when they're older that you know when they get older and they start realizing what I'm talking about it's more than just hey you know like my daughter thinks I'm a celebrity because I'm on YouTube (laughs) so it's a little you know when she gets older it's like oh dad was actually talking about something oh I can put on my dad's music and you know it'll help me think through a situation. It's just another side of me that, you know, I like to, I would like to show my kids. So that's, that's the level of responsibility, but you know, I think, I think that's necessary. That's dope, man. That's dope. Um, yeah, man. So um, let's, let's get into this album. So let me jump in here. Um, okay. So on clock radio speakers, you said that this was a project that you've taken four years to complete. Yeah. Um, were there any songs from like three or four years ago that ended up somewhere else, not on this project? Um, were there? No. Uh, <laughs> um, nah, 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 nah. Because what happened was the the goal, the plan was right after uh, the Having the Savage Theory, I was going to put out a project called The Residue which was like the follow-up. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to put out um, The Epiphany of Marcus Graham. 
And so mm-hmm. a lot of those records ended up on the residue and I ended up letting that go to people who pre-ordered, like I had a Indiegogo or something like that. And I think if you paid a certain amount of yeah. money, you got, you got a copy of that project. So I think it's like five or six people in the world who have that. Um, do those records <laughs> end up somewhere else? You, Tony, did you, you got that? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See, and the the funny part is, is I feel like that record should have came out because like, out of the five, three of y'all got married like right after that junk. <laughs> yeah, like I it was heard, prophetic. Like, it was definitely prophetic. Yeah, like it was, it was, it was that 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 joint was crazy. But nah, I don't like I don't like sitting on records because I feel like I always get better. So I hear a verse. That's, mm-hmm. I I don't get how cats can like rap verses that they had in 2011. Like I don't like verses I wrote last year. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I feel like I'm progressing so much, I don't want to present that. So those records are probably somewhere deep in the bowels of my Dropbox somewhere. <laughs> I think the oldest right. record on so, Mar- I think the oldest record on Marcus Graham is uh, everything. Every- everything. Everything's about a year. Everything's about a year, a year, year and a half old, and then who I am is after that, and everything else is relatively new. Okay. With everything, was every that whole record was done a year ago? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, there was a, a a third verse actually on there by my my little brother Jay Mitch, but he he got deployed, and we lost the file. Mm-hmm. And uh, if his verse would have been included on there, it would have been like a seven minute record, and I didn't want to do that, so um, I, yeah, I ended okay. up cutting I ended up cutting his verse. But yeah, like I remember bugging, I remember bugging uh, Sean C. Johnson like, yo. I only got two weeks to finish this album. Can you give me the hook? And he sent me the hook mad fast. And then lo and behold, the album didn't come out for another year. <laughs> yeah, he, he killed hooks though. I mean, he, it's he like, hey, yo, hurry up. Yeah. Now let this wait. Sean is dope. Yeah, yeah I, I did, Sean I did dope. him dirty with that. That's my fault. <laughs> no, that was dope though. But, um, yeah, I, definitely. This, the album is based off Boomerang, right? Yeah. Yep. So, why what was Boomerang? Your, yeah, why boomerang? Um, cause Jesus took. No, I'm joking. Um, ah, right, come on. All right, it's been good, man. It's not, it's not time. No. Hey, hey, nah, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Listen, wisdom cries from everywhere. I feel like the Lord can speak through anything. So, no, for joking, real. Like yeah. Jesus ain't told me to do that yet. There ain't no shots at Tony, cause I know he says that a lot. But like Jesus be speaking. But anyway, uh, boomerang. Yeah, I said it all the time. What happened? That's I say that all the time. God ain't telling me to do that yet. But yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boomerang, well, with the other projects, it was like they were, they were sort of equal in terms of what I was speaking, speaking to. So I was actually speaking like to women on having a Savage Theory and Nina Mosley experience. You know what I'm saying? Like I wrote both of those records when I was yeah. in relationships. So my perspective was different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when I did Nina Mosley experience, I was married. So that's why my nose mm. was open when I did that. Um, wow. And so with this one, I was like, I realized as I got older, like, yo, I can't, I can't speak for women. Like, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. I never, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a woman. I love y'all, but I can't talk to y'all. We're just wired completely different. So exactly. I just began sort of seeing just in the culture, man, like there's just an attack on masculinity and what it means to really be a man and 
You know what I'm saying? And I think Marcus was the perfect representation of what we think manhood is. So Marcus had a good job. Marcus was well to do. He had money. You know, he, he had nice clothes. A lot of women liked him. You know, he had a lot of women in and out of his house. Like he had everything yeah. that society says that a man should mm-hmm. be. But in in an instant, all of that was taken away. And when all that was taken away, like he was he was a coward. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a punk. So right. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's why I chose Boomerang because I wanted to sort of use his story as a blueprint of what it really is, like the value in it and what it really represents. Yeah, and okay, I think the clips so. are dope, man. The clips are very dope. That that catered to each song and the clips before, that's very strategic. Like I know you picked out certain clips to go with each song, so that was very dope. Yeah, also. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. So I want to ask about the covers. There's two covers to this project. Uh-oh. Now, the alternate cover is the one that I like the most, and I have a theory for why it is the way it is. But was there any meaning intended by these covers no. that you had in mind? No. Not at all. No? Not at all. My man Ian, who does oh. all my covers, um, mm-hmm. he just did three covers, and he emailed them to me, and he said, which ones do you like? And... I said, I like this one and this one. And I was like, hey, maybe I, I was like, I, we couldn't figure out which one to use. So I said, yo, I'll do a standard version with one cover and then I'll do a deluxe version with another cover. I, I, I like little stuff like nope. that. So nah, it, I, yeah. there's a lot of meanings, like little gems and stuff in within the context of the album that I hope people catch. But the cover was not one of them. I just thought they were both dope. But, what, okay. but what's, your, what's your theory though? I'm, I'm curious. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious too. Goes, my theory goes with the black cover. Okay. The one with Marcus facing the light. Because he's having an epiphany, he's coming to a place of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of leaving, no, turning his back sort of to his uh-huh. old, the old Marcus. Mm. Because of this epiphany. Mm. And he has this kind of look on his face like he's, he's thinking about something. So I took it to be, you know, man. I, I really messed this up. Mm. Where can I fix it? That's dope, but I yeah, I wouldn't think about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not on yeah, Facebook yeah, deep. Your, but you that, got your Facebook on that one, G. He got Facebook deep. Yeah, he turned around on the cover and it's but, black. But you know. this is the problem. <laughs> I take another cover and somebody will be in the Illuminati. I'm just kidding. Come on, bro. Yeah, Come on, you chill, got your, You got man. your Rob Hill Sr. on. Rob Hill. All right. Oh, um, life time. coach. I'm done now. That's my time. Yo, but like this, this is a line that's dope. I think we all can relate to when you said funny how a curve can get you straight. And that's like self-explanatory. Yeah. I mean, that line was very hilarious to me. And also the line, which I really relate to when you said, call me, ask me for advice. You know, I guess you was for another man and want me to help you something like that. And it kind of yeah. reminded me if you know how women, like, you know, um, I got this situation with a guy and you're kind of infatuated with her. You don't want to help a woman out that's going <laughs> to... I'm not going to give you advice to go with another man if I want you. And that's what it kind of seemed like. And I think this line and many lines in the pro- project itself, like, I definitely relate with it. I like to see myself in a lot of... In different parts of this album, I see myself a lot, right? Good. And I think those lines are very, like, clever and very, like, relatable because I've been through that. Like, um, I need I'm, I need your help with this. Um, this guy likes me. I'm not going to tell you what to do. If anything, I'm going to tell you to do the bad thing. So yeah. I can wind up getting you. So 
Yeah, that that was hilarious to me. Nah, like I was I was crying. That that was good, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I ain't going front. That uh, funny how a curve can get you straight. That's real. Um, I didn't I done been curved a few times and it, I'm straight now, so I'm good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you straight. You I'm. I'm the curve master, low key though. So I, I kind of used to do the curving. Yeah, you like, I used Franklin. to do the curving. Yeah, curve. <laughs> yeah, I'm curve Franklin. Yeah, you, nah, you my curve, curve angle. Yeah, you curve, you curve angle. Cur- but I almost feel like that's nah, a that's... pause though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was a bit of a pause. God, I'm gonna edit that out. But um, <laughs> Armand, he's like, he's not shallow either. I mean, come on, like he's curve. If I'm curve Franklin, he's. Come on, like let's keep it, let's keep it a buck. Um, but yeah, man, it definitely reminded me, man. Like it's definitely dope. Um, yeah. my, but my favorite track in particular is "Give You a Minute," and Word. I love house music. Everybody knows that, but that track is, like, that's my favorite track on the album. It definitely stands out. And my thing was when you were rapping, it felt as if you were having a conversation with the girl. Absolutely. On the verses, I don't know if that was, yeah. So I picked that up and. I don't know what atmosphere you had in mind. I don't know if it was a club, if it was Onyx, a singles ministry party. I don't know. But like... <laughs> <laughs> Onyx, listen, I don't know where you was at in your mind. But listen, like, real talk. It was like a conversation, and that was dope. I picked that up, right? And what was the mindset? Why did you choose to go with the house record? And also, with your man, John B. John B., God, JB., <laughs> yeah, John, well, John, 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 John B is John B's God. on the album because there there is a John B sample on that joint. Like I don't know if anybody caught it. I thought it was. I wasn't it, sure, dog. I thought a, it was. That's a John B record. I, I'll send y'all. I made a playlist on Spotify of all the samples or whatever. I shoot it to y'all. It's dope. Please. Yeah. So I'll like, tell you, I, 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 yeah. I'm gonna tell you what my favorite record is. You give me the yes or no. Nothing. Yeah. Yep. It's nothing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought that nothing. So. Yeah. Dude, that, that's the same, man. The sampling period. But back to the give you a minute. What was yeah. your mindset in making this? Why did you make this? And it's a very dope record, man. Like, just tell us about Thank that. You. Thank I you. I love this record, man. Thank like, you. I, I love it too, man. Um, well, there was a few things. This house. There's, there's a few reasons. Well, first off, I wanted to see if I could. I think people kind of have me pegged as like the rapidy rapper who will just take like a, a 80 or 90 BPM tempo and just rap, 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 rap. Mm-hmm. And I don't really listen to hip hop like that, like, and it's not because it's whack or not, I'm not on the hip hop is dead brigade. But when I'm chilling, when I'm in my car, nine times out of ten, I have early to mid '90s R&B on either that mm. or that and podcast. So I, I challenged myself and I said, can I make a song that I would listen to? Um, number two, I have a lot of DJ friends who spin in the city, who travel the world and spin, and I wanted to make a record that they would play. I didn't want the local artist treatment. I wanted to make a record for DJs, and I've had DJs come up to me and tell me, thank you for using this tempo, because all we get is either like trap, or a little bit faster, or a little bit slower, which is drill, but nobody's in that, you know, 100 plus range. Um, and we yeah. want to spin that type of stuff because it forces you to move. You know what I'm saying? House music just forces you to move. Um, exactly. It's, man. Lyrically. And no one's doing that. God. What's that? I said no one's rapping over but, house records. Well, I, like, I, that I could bet, be a new wave. I bet like, money, and here this is me poking my chest out. <laughs> I bet money you're going to hear yeah. cats on faster records now. I put the house up. I bet you. 
Yeah. I bet you. I bet that, you. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, man. And that's a new, man. I yeah. Have, yeah that, I bet you. That's but a new way. Lyrically, one thing I wanted to, to point out is that in this, the reason why this song is different is because if you notice on the track listing, there are subtitles for each of the songs. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the subtitle to give you a minute is result. And women would prefer that we would we are more straightforward with them. You know what I'm saying? Like some it's it's mm-hmm. like the it's like the what do you want to eat for dinner thing. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, she God. basically yeah. she basically just she's asking you, but she really wants you to like say, We're going here. You know what I'm saying? Like they they sort of want and I'm not even saying it's like in a you know masculine sort of way like beat my chest but sometimes a woman just wants her man to like tell her okay you know put something on we're going here we're gonna eat you know what i'm saying but like sometimes yeah they do yeah we want to be so inclusive in that it's really hard because then if we tell you we're going here and you're like well i don't like that then it turns into a a whole unnecessary situation so with this he's had all these epiphanies so far on the album and now he's at a place where he knows what he wants. So when you know mm-hmm. what you want, like you're dead set. If you want pizza, like even if she says no, you're like, well, yo, I, I'll go somewhere else for you. But I'm about to go get some pizza. Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. We, we just know. So that's why it's more conversational because the, the whole concept of the song is him looking. Because the record before that is called Intentional. So after he's made yes. the choice mm-hmm. to be intentional, now he's looking his woman in the eye and saying, I'm going to be here for you. No matter what, things aren't perfect. Matter of fact, she's still mad at him in the context of the record. She's not even speaking to him, but he's telling her, look, I'm here with you no matter what. I know I'm not perfect. I'm not this. I'm not that. But however, you know, I'm going to give you a minute to, to, you know, calm down and come to a place where we can talk about it. But just know that I'm here for you. So that, that was intentional. Absolutely. That's that record. You skated all over that track like that. That's probably one of my top five records from you ever. Like, wow. cause partially is my love for house, but the other part you really skated. Like, and you were the conversation, the, the metaphors. Like you and John B. John B. Got John the Baker <laughs> did a great job on the hook also. Cause I, I heard the prior hook also. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I was thinking like, I don't know. If she, he, he, Cause I kind of like what she did with it. So I'm like, I, I don't I know. I love what Renee did with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, yo, this is dope. But he came in. He I kind of forgot it. about it. I, yeah. So I was. I was you going to ask what? about that, um, about the hook section, because it slows up. The tempo slows up for the hook. Yeah. Obviously, that was intentional. Um, yeah. Is that just to let people breathe I, and I just, take in what you just said? So, I mean, that's a good, that's a, that's, that, that could be something, that could be a, a, a reason. Really, it was because my man Sandman did the tracks. This same guy who did Genesis Revelation, he also did Tattoo, he did Have You Ever. Um, I've been working with him since like 2001, 2002. I've known him forever. So he's from Baltimore. So he already, you know what I'm saying? He already got that sort of oh, house man. element in his music. He got it. And yeah. so he did the record and the hook was just, you know, it was the same sort of tempo. And I, and I made the suggestion like, how about you just try like some trap drums over it? And he, did, he didn't get it. But when he got it, he called me and he was like, yo, like it just takes it on a whole nother level or whatever. And we was trying to figure out if we was going to, make the trap part, the verse part, and then the house part, the hook. Like, we was playing around with it or whatever. But I, th- yeah. I, think, it, I think it works the way it is because nobody's doing house music, and house music is No one's incredible. rapping over house. Like, house music is 
I'll talk another hour on house music. Listen, yeah, house music is is what it is. House music but, um, is incredible. You, oh, yeah, man. I need I need to go to a house party like it's fall. We it's we have to. No seriously. To house party. Yeah. God. But, so you mentioned that um, you wanted you made that record because uh, you wanted to make something that you would listen to in your car. Yeah. And you mentioned '90s R&B. So I'm gonna just skate back two songs: The Jacqueline versus Angela. Yep. Fire. Why did you choose Jay's Don't Walk Away? Because that record is incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. My, Rightfully so. I mean. Well, I, I, told, I told my homie, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to one of my best friends, Rich Toombs. Um, some of y'all might remember him from like the Dreaming Out Loud days. Uh, but that's like yeah. really my best friend. That's, yep. that's, my, that's my son's godfather. Like, that's my guy. And uh, we were talking and I was telling him what I wanted to do with the album. And he was like, yo you should do some freestyles over like some 90s R&B and you know we throwing around some concepts and stuff so he mentioned that beat and another beat that I'm not going to say because I, I'm still thinking about uh, doing it and putting it out um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know originally like that was supposed to be a conceptual record and uh, it didn't really mm-hmm. work out I wrote like two or three verses to that and uh, wow the funny part is, like, keep it real, there's two songs on the album that are me getting something off my chest. And this is one of them. So I had just got done getting curved when I wrote this. So funny how a curve can get you straight. This is a gym. This is a, a two-tones exclusive. I had gotten curved, and then I, I, called, oh. I called my homegirl and started mm-hmm. venting to her about getting curved. And she was like, you know, this is good. This is what you needed. And I always tell the, 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 my little brothers that I mentor and stuff, I'm like, yo, you, you know, getting curved, put some hair on your chest. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're going you to have to deal with a woman telling you no. And, Real talk. You know what I'm saying? But it's, yeah. good, it's good for you. As you, said, as you said, Tony, like, you got curved before and now you good. Like, and yeah. so I had to put that in there to really, if you want to get churchy, I had to encourage myself. Like, I'm, I'm a B.I. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know that wow. that record was really me venting because the last like maybe maybe seven or eight bars are about the situation and about the the particular lady who who, who curved me or whatever. So yeah. And then, if you listening, lady, um, I mean, if you listening, thank you for helping my mind get straight. Um, we appreciate that. Man, if you're listening right now, we definitely um, do. But I, but I also want to ask, why is have you ever the name? Of two songs in the album, two songs are called "Have You Ever," the beginning song and the song prior to the last song. Good catch. Good catch. Why is that? Um, so the intro poses a lot of questions, and mm-hmm. the outro provides resolve and resolution and some answers. So that's why mm, "Have You Ever" okay. has a question mark, and that's why the last song has the three dots, because it's like ah, right, you know, right. What, what did we learn? Like you know, I'm asking questions. Have you, you mm-hmm. know, are or, you yeah. know, um, never is your comfort no? Did you come to go? What are you dealing with? One of your heads, the other side. Like I'm asking questions to, for the listener to prepare themselves. The things I'm about to talk about, and then on the outro, it's like, okay, what do we learn? You know, what I'm saying, you know, the, it's all about the statutes and not the statues. You know, what I'm saying, it's all about the 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 lessons of, you know, the relationship rather than the achievements. But we put so much effort in achievements and statues that we don't, you know we don't put focus on the things that are most important, which are the lessons we learn, which are 
you know, the bumps in the road, our resolve and resilience right. and all those things that get built up, that our character being better, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's what's most important to us as men and just even in relationship, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that's why there's a difference. It's, it's a question and answer. Dope, dope. Tony, you want to ask something? Huh? I see you want to ask something else? I got another question, but I want to know if you have something else before I go. keep going. Nah, go ahead. You good. Listen, all right. Let's talk about Doc and his love is too beat. I mean, yeah, that's where I was going. So, <laughs> like, hey, fam, first dude, off, let's when talk I about heard this. this joint. I'm thinking, like, yo, Doc is in his RZA bag. Doc is, man, like, this is a probably top three Doc record I've heard. Like, wow. not, not hit you. I think I hit Armand. I was like, yo, this love is too. I think I put on Twitter something. I was like, yo, this love is too record. Doc put his foot in this. Like, he's just, oh, how, how did that come man. about? Was that a record you had early on? You know, and your inspiration yeah. for writing that specific record also. Um, so explain well, that if you. And this answers your question, Tony. I was wrong. This was supposed to be on the album. And I sat on uh. it. I only had the first verse. I had the, this record, I've had this record for about a year, a year and a half. It actually wow. has some changes in it. Um, and mm. man, this is the thing about Doc, man. Like, Doc won't let me put out a project without <laughs> his hand on it somewhere. So <laughs> somewhere, huh? like this was the Good this man. was the last record we finished, um, like the last wow. new record that I had wrote. Um, he he wasn't gonna be on the project. Like the things that he was sending me, like they weren't really they weren't really hitting. It was like eh, you know. Mm-hmm. But right. So but I was like, all right, I I need like, and this the, the reason why I love this too is the last song on the record is because these are the credits. So have you ever is the last mm. song dealing with. The subject matter, but like, love is two is the record that you hear when the credits roll, and you getting up or whatever, and you walking out the theater. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, wow. I, I just he just had this beat, and I always had it in my head, and I was like, yo, I should really finish this love is two record, and I did. I wrote I wrote the verse like mad quick, and I had just had a conversation with Yav uh, with Yavis. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know he had, mm-hmm. he just got married this summer, so. You know, we were nope. we were sh- we were shooting a video. For, I was doing a cameo for a video of one of his songs from his upcoming project, and um, he was talking about marriage and how different it was, and just some of the adjustments that he had made. Because you know, in the city, in Columbus, like when it comes to like the scene here, he and I are the only two like Christian hip hop artists that are really no- known in Columbus. Like cats really know mm-hmm. us outside of the church scene or whatever. So, you know, he, right. he, he sort of talked about how he had been making changes or whatever just based off of getting married and sort of things that he wanted to do in life or whatever. And um, I ended up writing about that and just seeing his, his evolution and seeing what love is because, you know, I remember talking to him a few years prior and he was like, man, you know, like these chicks is crazy out here. And to, to see that he found somebody, I wanted to build off of that. So that's where the second verse came from. But I've been sitting on that record for a minute. Yeah, th- she was just yelling on the track like that. The sampling overall in this album is really dope, and that was an amazing record, man. And um, the piggyback of what you just said with your community, I've seen you talk a lot on Twitter and different spaces how important it is to be adamant in your local communities, yep. right? Rather than just looking for the big fame, but impacting those around you first. Yep. Um, as an artist, explain that for us and explain your role and how are you going about doing that. So my my DJ posed the question to me about a year ago, and. Uh, he said, uh, do you want a tour? And I said, yeah. 
And he said, well, do you know your neighbor five houses down? And I said, no. So he was like, uh. how, how do you expect to tour the world with your music when you can't even, you don't even want to impact the people that you can touch? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you don't even want to make the, the place yeah. where you live and the place you raise your kids at better. You're so worried about being all over the world and being a rapper and stuff. So, you know, I, I think it's essential if you are a Christian artist, you know, if you're a Christian, period, if you're doing anything, like, it needs to start in your local body. You need to be serving at your local church in some capacity. You shouldn't just be going every Sunday and getting full. Like, you should be doing something, whether it's, you know, scrubbing mm-hmm. toilets and cleaning windows, security, something. Like, you need to be serving Some, somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's, that's, that's important, man. Like, we, we as, especially as rappers, man, we look at local like it's a bad thing, but it's good whenever I go in the city, man, and the people who are really moving and shaking in the city, they looking at me like, okay, he, he's the guy who steps outside the church and he's tangible and he's relatable, and I'm not coming in there Bible-thumping, but they know what I represent, and they know the perspective that I'm going to come from. But at the same time, I also understand their perspective because, you know, walking with God and really walking with the Lord makes you very, very familiar and, and intimate with your sin. And so when people are trapped up in it and can't get out, like, I feel them. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some things that I'm still working through now. So how dare I walk up in somewhere else and think that I'm, I'm better than anybody? So I, I think it's necessary right. for us to be involved in our communities. And that's your sphere of influence. Your sphere of influence ain't Rapzilla. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, not, it's not getting away, though. It's not, you know, performing at Legacy. It's not going to Flavor Fest. That's not it. That's not it. None of that matters if you go home and... Exactly. None of that matters if you go home and like you ain't got no pull, no influence, you ain't you ain't mentoring nobody. Like that's that's that stuff is important, man. Like Jesus touched the people. Like he was out with the people. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't saying, Oh, uh, you know, saying light light uh, you know, can light not mix with dark. That he's talking about a mindset, a, a posture, a perspective. He's not saying that you can't interact with people who aren't saved. He's saying don't think like them don't respond to life mm. in the way that they do. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's mm. going to draw more people to them. So I think that's, that's where you start at, and it builds from there. Think about, and this is my last point, because I know I'm talking too much. No, you good, good. Think about when you go to a city or whatever. Think about, like, 50 Cent, or think about, or, or think about Atlanta. Like, before yeah. we hear about, before we know about Migos or Gucci or Future, anybody, where are they popping at? Atlanta in their own city you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. you go to Atlanta and you hear future more than you hear Drake and Kendrick and you know what I'm saying like exactly it's supposed to be like that too that's how it's supposed to be like exactly yeah get it popping where you get it popping where you live at first and then expand don't expand first and then say oh I'm putting on for my city no you're not because don't nobody know you no you're not (laughs) word (laughs) it's real talk man like but that's a dope word that's Dope, man. Okay, so what are the three biggest takeaways that you want listeners to come away with after listening to the Epiphany of Marcus Grant? Man, y'all need essay questions, G. Come on, we do it big. <laughs> it's two tones, well, man. Big, come on. All right, you already do. All right, what's, my nigga, well, you knew what's what's coming. No, 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 no I'm joking. Take. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know uh, what you're coming biggest... to get. Let's keep it funky, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Three biggest takeaways. <laughs> three biggest takeaways. Um. Uh, 
Mm. Mm. Um, You're a preacher. I know you got points, man. I don't. So I just be talking. I don't know if you watch any of my sermons. I just be. I just be rambling. Um, yeah, he be talking to Periscope. Man, chill out, man. <laughs> chill out. I don't have no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, three points I think the biggest point is that men are emotional and emotional isn't a bad word um, we're just not emotional in the way that people would define emotion we feel things uh-huh. it's tangible we have experiences too um, we have reservations we have fears we have desires and aspirations we have a whole bunch of stuff and you know, we just, it's not that we don't communicate. We just don't communicate in the way that society says that we should. We don't communicate like women. Right. And often women, you know, they can dictate the conversation. And it's really on some Mars and Venus stuff. We just don't speak the same language. But that doesn't mean that we don't speak. It just means we speak differently. I think that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. Number mm-hmm. two, um, my personal artist thing is just like, yo, like, don't box me in. Don't box me in. Don't, don't, whatever you think that you thought that I could do, stop, if you're a producer, stop sending me 89 BPM songs with sped up samples. Like, that's not all, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, a, it's, it's, it's deep in a rap. Um, the third yeah. one is, um, man, have, have fun with the process. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Like. True. You know what I'm saying like the destination. I preached about this a while ago. Like, if you if you are so focused on the destination, by the time you get there, if you don't learn everything you're supposed to learn on the journey, you don't get to the destination, and you gonna like mess up everything. And since God right. operates outside of time, like He has no problem. Like in a video game, if you start at the last level and you die, and all your credits are over, and you start back at world one one, like God has no problem starting you back at one one and chilling and waiting on you to get back. He has no problem with doing that. Just enjoy the process. Enjoy the stretching. Enjoy the, the confusion. Enjoy the hurt. Enjoy learning yourself and learning somebody else, man. Like it's it's if you exactly, have the right perspective man. on it, man, it's fun. It's fun. You learn a lot, man. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope, man. That's Definitely. really dope, man. Um, and it's, but if, it's good that you said stretching because that was the next question. What track was the most fun to write to, and what was the most difficult out of this set? Funnest, funnest. Is that a word? Funnest? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> he that. said, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> most fun was Give You a Minute. Uh, most fun was okay. Give You a Best Minute. Best record up there. Hardest, hardest record to write was Nothing. Mm. Nothing? Nothing. I really had to pull from some dark places. Um, it's, I had to have some really, really real conversations with friends of mine. I really wanted to speak from that old, that place of that old man. You know what I'm saying? That misogynistic, because yeah. that's basically what a lot of us are taught. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. get as many girls Growing as you up, can, huh? yada yada. Like, and really pulling from that place. Like, that was, that was hard. Desperation was hard to write too. Desperation was very hard. I was to write. about tattoo. What about tattoo? Uh, nah, tattoo was easy. Tattoo, tattoo was, was hard have... too. You and Uriah, yeah, y- y'all, y'all were great together on tracks. He was on Kairos too, right? Uh, was, was he, he on Kairos? On... Nah, I don't think he was on Kairos. Nah, but y'all, yo, that was hard, especially how it came in with the vocals. The uh, like that was 
dude. Yeah. That was hard. Like, well, you're rapping. It came in. I take that back. Man. That's another record that was supposed to be on Kairos. I had the concept for a song called Tattoo where I sampled two records called Tattoo. Um, and wow. about, you know, having a tattoo and being committed to something. Like, I had that concept when I was working on the album. It just, I just never finished it. It, it didn't fit. But yeah, your eyes, my yeah. guy. That that dude is incredible. So you will definitely. That be was hard. A lot more. That record. Yeah, you be hearing a lot more with the. That's tour. dope, that's, man. That's my guy. Like, and if I can say, if any verse on this album kind of embodies the whole message, I would say Priest verse. His verse on um, I believe it was everything. Like, if it was any verse that kind of embodies, like what you were just talking about, emotions and a man, like he really, yo. Priest put it down again. Like, I can't. He was just on. A, he was on Barbershop, too, right? Yeah, he was on Barbershop Window. Yes, he was yep. on Barbershop Window. Yeah. Yeah, Barbershop Window. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite. Yo. That was my favorite verse on Kairos too. Like Priest can freaking <laughs> man, rap. He put man. his like, foot in his verse. Pre- Priest can rap. Like, yeah. Like, I'm waiting on Feminist Twitter to come for his head though. Like, I'm waiting on that record to blow up. And I'm. He waiting. was wilding though. Yeah, he was kind of. He was kind of wilding though. And we and we get mad and we cry too. He, then we do this and we and we and cheat. We, and, we cheat. Like, oh. and we cheat. What's good? What's popping? I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, somebody's uh speaking from personal experience. But no, seriously though, that's that's a dope, dope record. Um, really dope record. Um, I think Priest definitely embodied it as well as the project as a whole. Um, I'll definitely mm-hmm. be sending this, you know, to like a lot of male friends of mine to check it out, you know, and because something like I said, it's something I can relate to, and I think. Young teen, uh, adult, elderly man, we all can relate to this album some type of way and grab something from it. And I think it's a dope piece, man. And right. we're definitely looking forward to like more installments and a carryout, the rollout. You had the video to this also for Have You Ever, correct? Yeah, the video for Have You Ever came out. Shout out to my man, uh, uh, Smurf Village from Mattelli Graves Media. He shot the video. Um, we're also about to shoot another video um, for a song that will be about later. Yeah. yeah, we're shooting another video. Um, that won't come out until a little later. But uh, we're, we're planning some stuff, man. I would like to do a tour um, and sort of like create like a curriculum and all that stuff. Like we're working on some stuff, man. So this, we ain't finna do the whole thing where, you know, cats promote the album for six months and you don't hear about it after a week. Like we really just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. I'm, I'm ready. Listen, we're gonna support the rollout. You know what I mean? We're here for the rollout. And if we can be a part of it, let us know. Like, I'm definitely here for it. I definitely enjoyed this album, and yeah, man. So mm, I appreciate it, G. So, th- this is the last question I got for you. Is the final product what you envision the epiphany of Marcus Graham being at the onset? I think it's more than what I thought it was gonna be. I didn't know. It was, mm. I didn't know it was gonna be this. Like, I the album was supposed to come out in February, but I I I got scared and quit. Like, I dropped it. I remember we were doing the last wow. record. JB and I were recording Intentional at my house on a Saturday at like 1.30 in the morning. And I was like, I quit. Like, I can't do this. Like, this is too much. Mm. And I think that if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. So, mm. like, yeah. that understanding, that, and, and really, and after that, I think... God was cool with it because then I really spent this year learning a lot of stuff. I wouldn't have been able to write Have You Ever, the outro, without, you know, going through what I went through this year, the things that I learned about myself and about life and all that stuff. There are some records that I could not have written in January, in December, 
Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it just would have been impossible. So it's more than what I thought it was going to be. When I, I sit down and listen to it now, just as a consumer, it's just like, man, like, this this ain't going to reach everybody. I get that, and I'm cool with that. This ain't really about numbers for me. It's never been, but, like, the right. people that it is going to hit, like, I, I know it's going to hit them hard. And I've, I've seen that already in the few days that the project's been out, and that's that's amazing. Dope, man. Dope, man. But we definitely appreciate you, man. We definitely appreciate you, you know, definitely. giving us your time to talk about the album and uh, get us some controversy in the beginning. But that's all good. That's what we do here. We <laughs> I, thought man, I thought y'all was going to go hard, man. I was ready. Now, I, I kept it. I said, you know, I said, you know what? I'm going to chill. Like I said that. You know what? I ain't going to go too hard on it. Nah, why, I, why you, why I, you I in my face? What happened? Oh, yeah. Nah, no, li- listen. Yeah, I was ready. No, nah, I was. I mean, I wanted to get more so like detail in the album, like put kind of like some of the stuff to the back burner and really talk about you know certain things, which I could have did with that also. But I'm like, nah, I'm a chill. First interview, we definitely have you on again for certain episodes. So when that yeah. happens, I'll give you the full chopper. That's but I ain't let the chopper <laughs> sing like like I ain't let that I ain't let that Nina sing the way I wanted to because I you know first listen you know it's your show the interview I'm gonna play it cool this time right but um <laughs> but now. Nah, <laughs> now nah, real talk your first interview first time up here I'm, I'm gonna go easy on you Word. but next time you up here that chopper singing my dude like it's, it's gonna sing with you know what I mean but I appreciate it's it. all good though um we definitely appreciate you for sharing your um time with us and everything plug your uh your site where we can find you at you know your city and all that yeah, all the stuff you're doing just uh just follow me on twitter at Armand wake up a-r-m-o-n-d wake up all one word that's got pretty much everything um Bandcamp, instagram mi gente you know what I'm saying? Uh, Black Planet, all that stuff, man. It's, it's on there. <laughs> Where, uh, Black Planet. Christian Mangle or nah? Nah, nah. You don't nah. nah. You don't want the people that's actually on Christian Mingle. You want the people on the filth sites that claim to be Christian, but that's what I heard. Mm. <laughs> that's what I heard. Nah, see, nah. Let's talk about it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you know what we're going to say? Nah, see, that's the part. I want to get into the, the ex-creep Armand, the reform creep side of reform Armand. Like, creep. A lot of people don't know. I'm a reformed creep. He's reformed creep. And Tony's married, so he obviously he's one too. Um, so it's like, <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to get into that side, but trust me. Uh, uh, What's up? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, nah, I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah, I mean, it's all, like I said, it's your first show. First time up here. I want to treat you, you kind of like the guest. Next episode, we ring it off for you. All right, we it's can do, we can do is, a Valentine's you know? Day rep- episode about reformed creeps and, and be more and Robin <laughs> Senior and all this stuff to avoid. The be more. We definitely got to be more record coming soon, yeah, but the reform creep thing is definitely happening. We ain't talking about Baltimore, you know what I'm saying? We we just want we want we want everybody to be more, be more yourself. Yeah, be more <laughs> yourselves, man. And <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> stay guarded out here, man, because it's real. I was on an elevator with a bartender last week, and my mind was telling me no. I mean, but like, thank God for Epiphany. <laughs> now, nah, real talk, real talk. I was on a. I'm gonna tell y'all a real story. I was on an elevator with a bartender last weekend. I was ready to risk it all. I'm not even going to lie. And like, yo, Epiphany Marcus Grant, one line you said, I think it was Tattoo Nothing. One of them songs that resonate. I'm like, all right, let me just fall back because I think I was listening to that morning or whatever because I do like vending machines. That was my stop. So that definitely played a part, man, because I was ready to risk it all. So one of your songs kind of like swayed my, persuade, swayed my point of view or my, you know, so I give you that, man. It was real, man. Damn. And yeah. I'm sure you... You can attest about that bartender life, maybe. Yo, I don't that, know. That bartender like, life is, is stressful. <laughs> it's 
it's stressful. <laughs> That's just what I heard. Shout out, shout out the bartenders out there, man. Jesus loves you that's too, what man. I, heard. Jesus, I mean, like, Jesus loves the bartenders, so that's no slander to yeah, y'all. Man. But it's ooh, that life, boy. Man, I heard. Man, it's listen, very stressful. I'm, a, I, I'm a man of God, so I don't know much about it. But listen, I'm bartender life is definitely. I don't know too much about it. It's definitely serious, man. But um, but yeah, y'all, y'all can find him on on Twitter. Um, he, he's up there. If you follow the show and follow us, we definitely follow him too. You can see us interact. And with if you him. don't listen to Clock Radio Speakers, please do. Yeah, it's an yeah, awesome please podcast. Do. It's my favorite podcast. Word. Thank yeah, you. man. So Armand and, and, and Doc. just because Armand's here, that's for real. Word. Just love, man. Yeah, that's Clark what Radio, it is. ClockRadioSpeakers.com. Also on Fourth District. All that stuff, man. We need to hurry up and get y'all on Beats One. We need to get y'all. Like, Real yeah, talk. Word. We need to get. We need, we need to get I'm trying to get out there, man. This radio thing happening soon. Like I'm gonna be out of here. I'm about to be out of here soon. So we trying to. I'm, I'm not leaving the podcast though, because you know this, this is why I started. So nah, podcasting my boy is Tony different T. from the radio, G. Like it's it's a totally different yeah. monster. The cats don't even think about. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm like, yo. It's a whole different. It's pff, different hemisphere. So yeah, man. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. Y'all know where to find us, Tony Lee and Tony T, um, on Twitter. Um, you see my location on Twitter. That's me. Third Heaven is my location. If you go there, um, it's at Tony Lee T O N Y L W underscore Tony. They can find you on on Instagram, Twitter, Tony Timberlake three, all one word. Use the number three. Yeah, and I want to say I appreciate our listeners, man. Um, my listeners are so dope. Um, you all will hear and see why very soon. Um, I do appreciate our listeners who listen in, who chime in, who actually uh, send us ideas and uh stuff like that so i definitely appreciate our listeners and y'all see why i said that very soon but um but another episode man two tones our mind wake up tony lee tony t we signing out peace peace